Good morning, Texas Values listeners and all people in Central Texas. Welcome to the Texas Values Report. I'm Mary Elizabeth Castle, the Policy Advisor at Texas Values, and here I have our brand new uh, Policy Director, Jonathan Covey. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thanks, Mary Elizabeth. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is great that, you know, your first week back in the office, you know, for real, after being quarantined, you get to be on the radio show. Yeah, this has really been an experience, but it's great to be on the team. Yeah, that's good. So we've been doing a lot here at Texas Values. It's been a very busy week. Uh, We've been busy the past few months, even though we've been working from home. And this week, there was a very important Supreme Court case uh, that a ruling came out in the Bostick versus Georgia, uh, Clayton County case, actually, um, that deals with uh, special protections uh, for LGBTQ individuals. But that actually is similar, you know, to some legislation uh, that we defeated last session. And Jonathan will tell you a little bit more about that. Um, And we've also been working on a number of issues at Texas Values in addition to that. Uh, We also have our work at the State Board of Education, um, and we have a big meeting coming up next week that is very important. And that's why we have our special guest today, um, State Board of Education member Donna Bohorich. And I'll tell you a little bit about Donna and her background. She's a Houston Republican, and she's developed a reputation as an inclusive leader who's dedicated to conducting the public's business in a transparent manner. Uh, You know, during her tenure as a board chair, uh, she pushed for a system that involved more Texans in the curriculum review and revision process, created a free education conference, increased the public's accessibility to instruction materials, and spearheaded the effort to create a new long-range plan for public education. Uh, Bahorge is now a member of the board's committee on school finance permanent school fund, which oversees the country's largest educational endowment and establishes critical financial and auditing policies. We appreciate Ms. Bahorge and her work. And as you know, we have a very important meeting next week. Uh, Donna, thank, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, so the TEKS, we've been talking about them for a while on our radio show, and we've been telling people, you know, in the early process to get on a work group to help review the health TEKS, which are the standards uh, that public school students in Texas will be using to actually learn uh, certain topics like sex education. Um, And so there's a current draft that's going up to the board uh, this upcoming week. Uh, Actually, it's probably more than a week from now, June 29th. And people will have an opportunity to give feedback to the board. Uh, so I was wondering if you could, you know, just explain to people why they should get involved at the State Board of Education and how can they voice their suggestions to the board? Uh, absolutely. This is something that's been in the works for a year now. Um, there have been several groups meeting and the last group was what we call work group E. So we've had groups A through E and we got their uh, initial recommendation that will be presented to the board or that has been presented and been out for public review to begin the actual first public hearing on the standards on Monday, June 29th. And that's where we'll be looking at recommendations from the public 
on what they would suggest be changed or if there are items missing or errors or anything else that the public would like to comment on what is being presented before the board. So that work group E, which was the last work group uh, to give the recommendation that's before the board, will be collecting public feedback on that for the first time. There'll be a public hearing in June. There'll also be a public hearing in September uh, at the September meeting as well. We always have two public hearings for every new set of standards that we introduce before approval, final approval. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, that's great. If you're tuning in right now, we have State Board of Education member Donna Bohorich, and she's given us great information about how you can get involved. And as she mentioned, you can go testify on June 29th, and you'll have an- another opportunity, as she mentioned, in September to also give public feedback. Now, Ms. Bohorich, uh, where can people go to actually look at this draft that's going to the board so they can know uh, how to testify and what to testify about um, at this upcoming meeting on June 29th? That's very important because general comments are not as helpful now as they are to actually any recommendations on the draft that is before the State Board of Education, which you can find by going to the Texas Education Agency website. And there is an, a section called academics. And under academics, um, you will have an option that says Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills Review and Revision. And that's all the subjects that uh, are under revision and have been re- in, under revision in the past. So if you click on there under the curriculum standards, again, we're looking at the Texas Education Agency website, academics. And then looking under the curriculum standards, you'll see the review and revision of Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. That's what we call our curriculum standards. We call them TEKS or TEX. You'll hear some people say TEX or TEKS. I never know which way to pronounce it. Um, so you go under the review and revision, and under there you will see um, subject area reviews. And in this case, it would be the health education TEKS review. And under there, and I'm sorry uh, for your listeners, they have to drill down, but I think it'll be pretty easy once you kind of get going. Um, you go to the group draft, the health education group draft. That's, the, that's where the actual work is. That is before the board. Um, so I don't know if you have an opportunity to post that draft recommendation, but that'd probably be as helpful as it would be to get them uh, straight to the draft recommendations that we'll be looking at. But that's how you get down to that level so you can actually see the work. Yeah, absolutely. And we thank you for that information. So if you heard that, you can go to the TEA website and navigate that. But, you know, at Texas Values, we always try to make it easy for our listeners to find information. Uh, We'll try to provide an opportunity uh, for you to easily navigate and have a chance to look at those recommendations and we'll try to post those on our website. Um, So you mentioned a little bit about, you know, testimony and what kind of testimony will be helpful at this point because um, if you look at the agenda it says discussion of the health teaks. So what kind of testimony are you looking for from listeners and especially from, you know, people who are Texas Value supporters? Yeah, I I think, um, you know, to look at uh, the the various topics that are we have the recommendation before the board is broken down into physical health and hygiene 
um, mental health and awareness and uh, healthy eating and physical activity. Um, these are the main areas that are covered under the health standards. Um, alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs, injury and violence prevention, Those are, uh, and then reproductive and sexual health. So there are six different topic areas that are covered in these standards. And so when folks are looking at these various topics, if they have expertise and have experience and background, like so many um, that we've heard already testify before the board, before we began this work, um, helping us to look at what's actually being recommended before the board and then make recommendations based on that, how you would change it, um, edit it, substitute something else that is uh, already being recommended would be most helpful at this time. Instead of a general comment, it's much more uh, helpful to be focused at this moment. That's great. That's really helpful. Uh, so if you're listening and if you're watching our Facebook Live, uh, definitely take that to heart with Ms. Behorge is saying, um, you know, you have an opportunity to look at the work group e-draft and look through those recommendations. And I know we've been focusing a lot on the sexual health and reproduction strand um, that are kind of near the end of the document um, that's going to the board. So definitely look at those teaks. Um, and look at specific things uh, that are in there uh, so you can make your t uh, testimony very specific and very effective to the board so you can help them for, you know, when they actually um, are finalizing these recommendations. Um, and so, you know, that's great to know uh, how your testimony can be effective. And so uh, how can people sign up to testify? Um, yes, if you go to the State Board of Education uh, on the same Texas Education Agency website, the Board of Education does not have a separate uh, website from the Texas Education Agency. We are underneath their website. So anything about the State Board of Education is always found at the Texas Education Agency website. So if you go um, there, you will see a page, an option under About TEA. It has leadership. And it lists several things. The commissioner of education is there, deputy commissioners, state board of education, as well as the state board for educator certification. So if you click on the state board of education link um, under the leadership uh, of the TEA website, you will see an option that allows you to uh, sign up for public testimony. And it actually just says public testimony registration. And that's where a person can sign up. Um, and you have to... Uh, we will have remote testimony this time. It's going to be um, during, we haven't gotten the instructions yet on how it will be. I don't think that um, they're sending in recorded video this time. I believe it is going to be uh, via chat, but we've not received instructions on that. Uh, so you'll need to send out. Uh, notification to people on Facebook about how to, to uh, if it, it can be pre-recorded or not. Um, we should know that here pretty quickly. And uh, but that's where you would register. Okay, that's great. You're hearing, you know, uh, firsthand on our radio show and Facebook Live information about how to testify. And if you remember, uh, 
Texas Values team members, Jonathan and I actually testified at the last April board meeting through video uh, because of COVID-19 and how that's changed uh, how people are conducting public meetings. Uh, so as you heard Ms. Behord say, um, it'll be virtual testimony. Uh, this time you will not be sending uh, a video in or testimony in if I got that correct. Um, and so it'll be conducted in a different way. And so you really want to pay attention. Uh, as Ms. Behord said, you can go to the TEA website and look for the State Board of Education page to sign up. But definitely keep in touch with Texas Values. Uh, look for our Facebook posts. Look for our alerts. Uh, we'll be sending out an action alert. Really pay attention uh, so you can learn how to testify on June 29th. Uh, so your testimony can be heard and you can give feedback on work group E recommendations for sex ed um, and health education. So definitely pay attention to us. Uh, as I said, you can go to the TEA website to sign up. Um, Ms. Behord said those recommendations on how to testify will be coming up in the next few days. Um, so definitely keep track of that, but we'll be here to notify you how to testify and how that be done at the next meeting. So. Uh, that brings up another topic. You know, a lot of meetings have been changed. Some meetings have even been canceled. Um, public meetings, you know, in governments and city council and other things. And so uh, how can people actually watch this meeting uh, since COVID-19 will be restricting them for being an audience um, at the meeting? Um, we always have our broadcasts are always broadcast uh, again on that same State Board of Education page. It will say live and archive broadcast. That's always the way that you can watch the meeting um, <clears throat> uh, at the same exact time uh, streaming. Uh, you can also go back and see any archive videos of past meetings as well. Um, and so that's always been up there and um you know, hopefully your uh, listeners will be able to, to tune in and, and be able to watch it uh, as it happens. And if not, it'll be posted so they can watch uh, at a later time. That's great. Yes. So definitely check out the TEA website and the State Board of Education page and click on live stream. However, uh, we at Texas Values always try to make those things available to you. So check out, check out the Texas Values Facebook page and we're finding a way to actually stream that through our Facebook page as well. So you want to make sure that you watch this meeting so you know what will happen in regards to the statewide health standards that will include sex education. Uh, so what happens after this meeting in June? So we're having this first discussion. People can testify. <clears throat> this is the work group E draft. But we know that there are several meetings um, on the health education standards even after June. So what happens next? Um, so the June meeting, again, will be our first public hearing. The Board of Education at that point will have further instruction um, that because now we have the draft before us that came from the, the work group E. We will provide instructions to another work group that will make uh, recommendations that we agree need to be addressed. So it, we'll have a work group F, if you will, that will be put together to, uh, to act on board instruction that'll be given at this meeting. And that'll be in part based on public testimony that we hear. And um, 
they'll make an actual those changes will have another draft it'll be work group f draft that will be up for first reading at the september meeting which is the week uh september 8th through 11th and that's will be when we actually do a first vote on the health standards and um again we'll take public testimony there as well and then when we come back um there won't be any work groups meeting i don't anticipate any work groups meeting after the september meeting that will be first reading and then in november 17th through 20th will be what we call the second and final second reading and final adoption of the standards so the standards themselves will be approved at the november meeting and that will be in place for about 10 years typically um now obviously we took a lot longer than that uh, to revise these standards because the health standards that we have now are about 20 years old. Wow. Um, they just had not been revisited in about 20 years. They've been a few uh, revisions here and there based on legislative uh, action, but not an actual full revision for quite a long time. But typically it's about 10 years uh, on a cycle that all of the subjects are reviewed. So, um, again, your most impactful help is going to be at this meeting in, for the June 29th public hearing and then what the board recommends for the work group F to do. And then at the September 8th through 11th meeting, those will be the most impactful. Usually when we get to the second reading, the changes that happened uh, are more minimal compared to the other two meetings. Okay, wow, that's really important, people. It's really important that you testify at this meeting and uh, later on in September. Ms. Bahorge, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this important information of how people can get involved at the State Board of Education and what's coming up with the health teaks that obviously will be in place for quite a while and have quite an impact on uh, future generations. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, I really appreciate it, and I just really encourage your um, listeners to, to, at this point, uh, the more specific the comments or the recommendations that you can give the board, because often people will come and they'll say, we don't like this or that, but they don't have a specific recommendation, and that is not as helpful at this moment as it as um, giving us some actual details on what uh, the recommended change might be. So uh, really appreciate your listeners, anyone who wants to testify to give any specific recommendations on the standards themselves that the board might take up would be the most helpful and, and uh, that'll help us narrow down any issues that are in the standards that are being recommended. All right, that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we'll definitely get people out there to testify. Thank you so much, appreciate the time. All right, thanks. All right, so you heard that uh, about the State Board of Education coming up next week and how to get involved, but there's still a lot of issues that we're, I guess, working on at Texas Values, and we have Jonathan here to tell you more about the Supreme Court ruling earlier this week that could have huge implications on religious liberty and Christians. And Jonathan, uh, you know, this was an important case. Uh, Texas Values actually signed on to an amicus brief uh, for the funeral home in this case. But can you tell our viewers more about the background of the case and what it's about? 
Yeah, absolutely, Mary Elizabeth. Thanks for thanks for asking. And um, just before we get started, uh, we have Father's Day coming up, so I wanted to make sure and say Happy Father's yeah, Day happy to Father's Day. All, all the uh, fathers uh, out there on Sunday. And then, uh, but yeah, on the uh, on the Harris Funeral Homes case on Monday, the Supreme Court ruled against Harris Funeral Homes, and in doing so. Uh, the court has delivered what has really become a truly troubling decision saying that unelected officials can effectively rewrite laws, forcing Americans to guess uh, what the law means, including something as fundamental as as the definition of sex. So just to give you a little bit of background about how this um, works, in 2013, a male funeral home director expressed the intent to begin dressing and presenting as a woman at work while interacting with uh, grieving families. And the funeral home director uh, worked at at Harris Funeral Homes, the plaintiff in this case, uh, for nearly six years and agreed to abide by their sex-specific dress code. Um, Harris Funeral Homes has a professional conduct and dress code to ensure that grieving families, um, they can they can focus on grieving families and serving them uh, instead of having them focus on employees. These policies, they aren't really considered to be unusual. In fact, they're consistent with a lot of industry standards. They're right. consistent with a lot of federal laws. Ultimately, the owner of the funeral home, Tom Ross, decided he could not agree to the funeral home director's plans, and they, they parted ways. That prompted the funeral home director to file a complaint with the EEOC uh, against Harris Funeral Homes for employment discrimination, and the EEOC, in turn, sued uh, the funeral homes. The federal government um, changed its position, and then uh, and then the ACLU intervened and continued to push for sex to be redefined um, uh, in, to include gender identity uh, in federal law. Unfortunately, what we saw last Monday was the Supreme Court ruled that unelected officials and courts don't have the authority to redefine the law. They bypassed Congress um, and said that sex in Title VII, which has to do with employment law, includes gender identity and sexual orientation. And maybe you could tell us a little bit, Mary Elizabeth, about what this means in terms of practical effects going forward. Yeah, I mean, this case has huge implications. Uh, When they're rewriting the term, you know, sex to mean sexual orientation and gender identity and kind of like including them in this, you know, federal protections, which actually means that you know, people will be suing based on sexual orientation and gender identity. So it has right. huge implications. As Justice Alito said, you know, in women's sports, uh, men who claim to identify as women could compete in women's sports, not even just at the collegiate level, but he said in professional sports. Uh, this means like even at work, um, and this was an issue in Harris, actually, um, you know, men can enter women's restrooms. Uh, there's a privacy issue right. at stake. Um There's also, you know, issues of religious employers, um, you know, even those that are not churches. And I know they were trying to say that there was some kind of reprieve, but I mean, there are religious organizations that, you know, couldn't use a ministerial exception. And so that includes us, Texas Values, you know, we're not a church, but we're a religious organization. And so it creates this um, basically opportunity for these lawsuits and for all these people to have their privacy and to have their rights taken 
away, their religious liberties right. taken away you know, uh, and, by this lawsuit. And, and you break, bring up a really good point talking about uh, uh, Justice uh, Alito, and he wrote a scathing dissent of this opinion, too. And one thing he said was the the court itself recognizes this, quote, the place to make the, the place to make new legislation lies in Congress. When it comes to statutory interpretation, our role is limited to applying the law's demands as faithfully as we can in the cases that come before us. He, you know, he's saying that basically what the court did was he's calling them out for legislating from the bench. And uh, to have a justice sitting on the court call out the majority in a case for legislating from the bench is just a really scathing rebuke in some ways. And I think that it really speaks to how off this opinion truly was. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, they're legislating from the bench and also, I mean, they're rewriting the definition uh, in society of what, you know, sex means, of what gender means, because as you've been keeping up with our work, there are claims that there are more than two genders and, you know, there are several. So it creates, you know, um, you know, this redefinition in the law, of course, but also in society uh, to where it can create, you know, a lot of different problems and confusion. And like I said, you know, we actually, you know, filed an amicus brief along with other family policy organizations in this case um, to stand for Harris Funeral Home. I mean, like you mentioned before, they were, you know, a faith-believing organization. They were believers and they believed uh, what the Bible said on, you know, how God created man and woman. And so uh, it was very important to protect, you know, religious liberty rights and protect people, you know, even in the workplace uh, who have opinions, who can right. now be sued for sharing those opinions at work or right. fired. And, and we at Texas Values want to continue doing that work and doing it. But in order to do that, we have to raise money as well. So we we'll talk about how people can donate to uh, continue keeping us uh, going forward in this way. Yeah, absolutely. These amicus briefs aren't free to file. So, you know, our work is very important. Uh, it takes, you know, resources. So it's important for you to donate to Texas Values. And of course, we're saying happy Father's Day, but we also have a special father's case at the Supreme Court, that Texas Supreme Court, that'll be coming out soon. And so that takes resources as well. So always uh, bless our organization and donate to Texas Values. And thanks for tuning in to the Texas Values Report.